Welcome back to episode three of Behind the Bench with Carter Ackle. I'm your host, Carter E. You can find all of my work through Nevada News Group and online at Nevada Appeal or recordcourier.com. Also, you know, we have a newspaper that comes out twice a week. Preferably you pick up one of those. It does does a lot for for us here. Behind the mic on the other side is our producer, Jeff Mulvahill of instimage.com. He's our secondary sponsor for this week's episode. We are rolling right into the winter sports scene. It always creeps up on me. I don't know how I let it happen every year. Well, I shouldn't say every year. The second year since we didn't have any winter sports last year. Cable of creeping up on me every time. Basketball already underway. Dayton and Carson with an opening regular season game against each other. A competitive game, too, for a, a 3A, 5A matchup. Sometimes you just don't really know what you're going to get, especially after not having a basketball season last year. You're just never quite sure what what to see, and I'm sure a lot of coaches aren't, aren't exactly sure what they're going to see from their team, let alone around the region. But Dayton and Carson kicked off their seasons against each other this past Saturday. We'll also have a quick peek at some of the girls rosters this year as they get underway with league matches here on Tuesday. Jeff, can you believe that we're going straight into league to start the season? It seems really early to me. Um, (laughs) Just even during Thanksgiving weekend, we already have league league games going on and uh, starting tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's, it's a, they're not wasting any time, I guess, this year, which I'm sure is fine for a lot of winter sports coaches and players. They are anxious to get rolling. But like I said, that Carson-Dayton game, we'll hear from Carson head coach Jordan Glover about, I guess, his season expectations here in a few minutes. But we'll quickly touch on that Carson-Dayton game where we got a good look at at both teams. And uh, Dayton team that gave Carson a little scare early. Uh, Dayton was up 12-11 after the first quarter. They were also up 10-4 at one point. Dayton's got some very athletic kids who are capable of being all over the place. And guard Isaiah Powell being the first one that comes to mind for me. He had 20 points on in Saturday's game between the two. Also, I should start by saying that Carson won that game by 10, 57-47. But Isaiah Powell, uh, an ath- a really athletic guard who will hit the glass and will honestly do, do pretty much anything you need from him. Uh, he had 20 points, like I said, on 6-12 shooting which is a nice, nice thing to see from a guard. Any, anytime you get somebody shooting 50% from the floor, you will take that. And he was accompanied by Jacob Moore, who hit four three-pointers, finishing with 18 points for the Dust Devils. Dayton, I think, will be pretty competitive in, in Class 3A this year. I mean, if they can give if they can give Carson a run early, I know, like I said, two teams that haven't seen the floor in two close to 21 months, I believe, since the last time they played on the the hardwood, so to speak, but assistant coach Kevin Ply talked to me afterwards and he was excited to be back on back on the floor. I mean, I think that's just the best way you can put it for anybody, given that they've had so much time off and so much time to, I guess, sit and think and really, you know, try, try to figure out what what they're going to see this year, because it's it's unique to have uh, almost two years off. That's that's not not normal and hopefully something we we never see again. On Carson's side, Parsa Hajigasami had 31. The scorebook says 28, but I have been told he had 31. He will be the Senators' leading scorer throughout the season. They will go as he goes. Obviously, I'm sure we will see teams try to shut him down. 
probably a good chunk of box and one on defense where they just face guard Parsa and then let somebody else beat them. That's at least how I would do it. I'm not a coach, but that is uh that is that is that is what I would do. You take away take away the best player, but Carson's got a lot of help elsewhere. Um, as we talked about last week, you got Jacob Campbell and Parker Story both on the team this year. DiCarlo Quintana as well, another football player, will be will be, I think, their second their second option. Brandon Gronke or Sunshine, as you know, uh, for the Senators at guard is capable of doing a lot. Very good, agile defender who is who is very good on the ball and away from the ball. And uh, he had eight against Dayton this week. Carson looked good when they when they found found their rhythm. Initially, Dayton on the glass was doing a lot. Dayton was out rebounding the Senators left and right early, and you could tell it was it was bothering head coach Jordan Glover to see see them get beat on the offensive glass that much. Like I said, Jacob Moore for the Dust Devils hit a couple a couple three pointers in a row to really give Dayton that that early bump, but Carson outscored the Dust Devils 19-11 in the second quarter. Uh, a lot of that coming off the arm of Parsa Hajigasami. He had eight in the second quarter. Like I said, finished with 31. Carson might uh, surprise some people this year. You already saw it in the, that opener where they came out with some full-court press. It wasn't the tough as full court press it was a softer softer press in which they kind of i guess more of a three-quarter press if you will but they are going to be they're going to work that's that's what they're going to have to do this season they're not going to be a not going to be a team that's super flashy and is going to put up you know 90 points a game but they'll they'll out hustle you and I think we'll see that coming league play. As we said, they start tomorrow with Bishop Minogue, which will give you, if if Dayton wasn't a good litmus test, how's, how's league play against one of the, typically the best teams in the North Sound to, to kick off the season? Jeff, I mean, that's... Welcome to welcome back, right? <laughs> like I said earlier, it seems really early. It does jump right in. Does seem <laughs> both feet with Minogue. Yeah, and it's not not any different for Dayton in three A. They go right into league play with North Valley's Wednesday. So it's not a it's not five A exclusive. It is it is across the board where everybody is just rolling right into things. Like I said, we will hear from Carson head coach Jordan Glover momentarily. But while I still got you, we'll take a quick look. At the girls teams while we're at it Carson girls like I said they start with Minogue tomorrow gonna be gonna be a tall task for for the Senators this season who have quite a few returning players but also you know we're with a new head coach this season in, in Todd Ackerman and also you know 21 months without playing a competitive sanctioned game which is really hard to state I guess just how long of a layoff that is like that's that's not a not a joke by any means with how long they have they have been off and I hate to keep repeating myself but I can't tell you how excited how excited I am personally to be back covering basketball the senators this season have five six seven seniors on the roster between Megan Finnerty, Maddie Fontaine and Jellica Germain, Casey Johnston, Ginger Collum, Reese McKenzie, and I think I missed somebody, uh, Alana Godinez as well. So we'll see what the Senators have to offer this season. The rivals to the south and Douglas. I know I didn't touch on the Douglas boys. We will get to them next week quite a bit. But the Douglas girls 
may be pretty competitive this year in in the north we'll see what they got obviously senior riley Mello is the coach's daughter she's signed to play volleyball in college but was a uh, quite the talent two years ago it's more of a nba statistic but was a 50 40 90 candidate which is shooting over 50 percent from the floor 40 percent from three and 90 percent from the free throw line that is not something you see very often and shows shows a lot about the the talent she's got she'll be joined by a host of returners as well as uh quite a few douglas girls soccer players on the team as well and we will get to them like i said next week quite a bit we will break down douglas a lot more but that was just a quick quick touch on both of the girls basketball teams from around the region but now we're going to sauce it over to interview i did with head coach jordan glover and talk to him about what he expects from his team this year and we'll see how he feels about what the senators can do on the floor with a likely division one athlete in pars haji gasami who will be who is still fielding offers for his college career so toss it over that we are now joined by Carson High basketball head coach, boys basketball head coach, Jordan Glover. Jordan, thanks for coming on, and uh, how are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. <laughs> no worries, no worries. I know you had a had a quite the weekend with uh, three games, so you've got now got five games on your belt in the new season, sitting at two and three so far. I guess to start off with, what did you see this weekend? Uh, and what are you kind of, uh, I guess, what were the best things you saw this weekend? Uh, we played, you know, Three pretty good teams that gave us some pretty good competition, and we were able to go out, go out to California and uh, experience what it was like with a shot clock, which was nice. And so that that changed the game a little bit coming from Nevada. But um, we had our point guard back, uh, came back off of COVID, and um, he was able to help us out. And defensively, I thought we got a lot better this weekend. And so now moving forward into you know league for two games, I think. Uh, it's going to be really helpful. What did you see over the course of those three games? Obviously, you said lost the first two by 15 and then 12, but then won the second one by 21, I believe, with a with a lockdown third quarter where you outscored them 21 to three. Uh, was that kind of a, I guess, a growing throughout the weekend sort of experience for for you guys? Yeah, you in the, on our first two games and even our third game, our first quarter is the quarter that really hurts us the most, and so we really come out slow. It's not that we don't have energy; it's just the fact that we come out. And, and we don't get stops, we, and we have empty possessions, and then we're coming and playing from behind for the rest of the game. And so the first first game this weekend, we did the same thing, matched them the rest of the three quarters. The second game, had a great first quarter, tied them. The second quarter, we got beat, matched them the other two quarters. So, I mean, we're playing three really good quarters, and we just need to figure out how to tie that fourth quarter together. Is that a, is that something you're expecting to see, you know, this week? Are you expecting to see that kind of come January? Obviously, I'm sure if you found, if you had the solution right now, you would obviously, obviously go to it. But, uh, I guess how, how quickly do you want to see you, you guys build to have that full four quarter game? You know, with the group that I have, um, they're really buying in and really listening to everything that, that we're talking about. All the coaching, all the coaches are talking about defensive stuff, rebounding, um, offensive execution. Um, so, I, I, I believe that it's going to be, it's going to take more time. Um, can't, can't expect it immediately, but obviously with the track that we're going, I really think by the time peak season happens towards the end of the league, you know, we're really fully geared up, ready to go. Yeah. You've also gotten a look at at least one league game against Bishop Minogue. Uh, but also, like I said, five games under your belt, kind of walk me through your roster a little bit, starting with, uh, you know, I guess Parsa Hajigasami and kind of what he brings to the table. And then we can move on to, to sunshine and other others on the team. You know, Parsa, um, 
great kid, great work ethic, has been, you know, four-year varsity player. And, and everybody around North Nevada has known that he's our shooter. And so they've really focused on him early on. And, uh, you know, it's been tough. It's been tough on him. It's been tough on us. But it's something that we need to adjust to. And, you know, we have other players that are starting to step up in their roles. And, um, you know, parts of being the main focus takes one defender away from him. So we can play four on four. We just got to figure out, okay, how do we want to work this? How do we want to get parts open? How do we want to utilize him in other ways besides shooting? Um, but, yeah. Speaking of those guys stepping into other roles, obviously Sunshine got plenty of varsity experience two years ago, which I guess I should have led with. You guys did not have a season uh, this past year, which I know is a disappointment for for everybody. But go to Sunshine, and then obviously you can touch on uh, DiCarlo, who's really getting, I'm sure, his first uh, solid varsity role this season. So Sunshine, real name Brandon, you know, he uh, great kid. So he's lefty and uh, big 6'1", 6'2", guard. That is really shifty and and can really facilitate. He's really good at getting downhill, which creates, you know, driving opportunities for himself, but also it collapses the defense. So we're able to kick out. And hopefully if we kick out to Barca, we're able to knock something down. But now, you know, with, with other guys starting to be able to get more comfortable being in the gym and being in the flow of our offense, getting early varsity minutes, I, I think Sunshine's going to be able to utilize them as well. And another guy you were high on, I know, for our season preview in DiCarlo Quintana, a, a big for you guys on the inside, but also uh, a guy who's capable of stepping out and stretching the floor and knocking down jumpers if he needs to. Yeah, man. DC has been a big key factor for us. I mean, his length alone is really a great paint presence when it comes to defense. Um, you know, offensively, it's the physicality that he's, that he's going to catch up with. Um but lengthwise and skill-wise, he's got it. He's able to put the ball down on the floor in transition. I mean, this weekend we saw him bring the ball up in transition twice. And, you know, he took it to the rack, dumped it off. I mean, he, he's he's really getting into the flow of varsity really early. And, um, you know, if we can really get him to, to develop that three-point threat and be a little more consistent – you know, he's going to be able to stretch the floor and stretch the defense, and it's going to be really good for us. Uh, and DiCarlo coming off of a honorable mention all-region selection in football at defensive back as well. Uh, I'll let you pick next. Who do you, who do you want to go to next? I know you got, uh, you know, seven, eight guys at least that, that you guys will see out on the floor. So I'll let you steer, steer this next one if you don't mind. Yeah, so, you know, I it's between I, – I think it's senior Denton Fitzpatrick, you know, a football player that played alongside with DiCarlo and – uh Denton, honestly, to me, is our Draymond Green glue to our piece. Like he's he's he helps our defense so much with just his energy. His he played safety in football, so he's really good at reading, reacting, and he and he sees the 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 guy with the ball and where he's looking, and so he's able to use instincts and he's taking it to the basketball floor. You know, his his skills around the rim and, and shooting and dribbling are all gonna come. And I really have enjoyed having Denton out there because he's really our energizer bunny. Yeah, and you've seen that from the first couple of games. At least I've seen that from the first couple of games. I've uh, gotten to, gotten to watch you guys at home, and then I know you also have some other football players in uh, Parker Story and Jacob Campbell that are out out for the team this year. What have you kind of seen from them so far, and what are you kind of expecting their roles to be this season? You know, uh, Parker's played for me for a couple of years, but this is his first year on varsity, and. Um, you know, his speed and tenacity on defense is a, something to add to Denton. And it's it's been really fun because this weekend, the experience, Parker found something. 
And he goes, coach, let me get number 12. He 12 didn't hit a three for the rest of the game. And he really had that. And it was so positive that he didn't have to focus on the offensive end, which took pressure off of him. And he excelled for the rest of the weekend. Um, as far as Jacob, you know, Jacob, uh, Jacob knows his role in the team and is just a really good teammate. And, you know, honestly, I don't even know if he played any high school basketball before this, but he has picked up every offensive term, every defensive terminology, um, the experience this weekend. He got a, he got a handful of minutes, um, in the last game and actually hit two threes. He went two for three and, uh, man had a great time and he loves being in the press and loves being able to pick up pressure because he's really quick. And I saw it on the football field. Yeah. Anybody else you want to touch on real quickly while I got you? Um, you know, I, Michael Hughes is a sophomore and, and he's, he's basically our, our guy that we go in to take, you know, sunshine gives a break or Parker gets a break and we're able to have another guard and, and being a sophomore, he's got great IQ, probably one of the highest ones on the team. And, um, is really a selfless teammate. So he's looking to dish and pass. He doesn't carry it. If he has to score, he doesn't even shoot. Um, but, you know, defensively, he's got really good instinct, a lot like Denton. Um, and, and so it's really going to be fun to see Mike develop. Put you on the spot here a little bit, though. I know you probably don't have much of an answer, given you guys haven't played in two years. But if you had to guess where you guys might fall on the league side or what you want to see from your guys in league play, I guess I can kind of angle it that way for you. What is, uh, what is one thing you'd really like to, to see from your team this year in league play? Um, you know, I, I really believe that every game is going to be just a battle. I mean, it, no, not one name on the list is, oh, that, that's a win or, oh, that's a loss. It's literally should be every game should be a battle. And, and that's my goal is to make it a battle. And as we get the close games, you start to learn how to win those games. And so I, I think early on, if we have those games, it'll really help us develop throughout the season. Um, you know, play, making playoffs is obviously top goal. But I would, I would, I would like to see us in anywhere from four to five. Well, that was Carson High Boys basketball head coach Jordan Glover. Jordan, thanks again for your time. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Thanks again to Carson head coach Jordan Glover for joining us on this week's episode of Behind the Bench with Carter Eckel. I am, of course, your host Carter E. That's going to do it for this week's episode. You can find me on Twitter at Carter Eckel E C K L, and you can find our producer's work, Jeff Mulvihill all online at www.instaimage.com. Quite the talented photographer, has all sorts of great podcasting equipment as well, which is why we sound so great here on the third episode of Behind the Bench. But thanks for listening, and we will catch you next week. 